Hello, Horror Fanatics! I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh, The Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. And if you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address, oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can reach uh, our podcast, our social links, email address, all the whatnots. It's all there. At ohthehorrorpodcast.com. So to kick off for a disclaimer right uh, off the bat. Yeah. Apple has, uh, they're coming out with a new iOS and they're doing a whole new podcast app, podcast experience. And as this drops on Monday for our listeners, right? we're hoping that they'll have some issues resolved. Resolved. Yeah. Because as of this taping or taping, hello. Recording. 2021, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hit pause. Yeah. Yeah. So... Basically, they're having issues. Right. And if you're an Apple listener, if you don't know by now, now you know. Right. This and is what's happening to other podcasts and other podcasts that you might not be reaching and listening to. Some of it is uh, an issue where they're having a hard time searching for podcasts. The search fun- function wasn't working today. It'll probably be a new problem tomorrow, you know, a different problem yeah. tomorrow. And they're going through. And of course, Apple. And their grand wisdom is being top-notch, super secret about it, as everything it is what they it do. Is. They would. So, uh, hey, if you really want to listen to us, all of our episodes are available on the website. Exactly. If you're catching up on stuff, yeah, you can listen yeah. on our website. Also, if, you're if, having if we're just flat out unreachable, uh, unreachable, every Monday at six a.m., our podcast drops. Just being transparent about it okay. right now every every monday 6 a.m the podcast drops it will always be reachable by our website mm-hmm. oh the i send out a notification to the facebook group at 7 a.m yep. i leave the hour there just in case there's some issues right and i can communicate that with right. the drop yep and if you're following through instagram I get to Instagram when I can on Monday. That's kind of how I get to. Pretty much uh, after I wake up. That's how I get to Facebook. I get to it when I get to it. It's after I wake up. (laughs) So with that being said. Yeah. How you doing? I mean, all right. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, feeling pretty good, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. We got museum day tomorrow. We do. I'm excited. I'm I'm most excited. Yeah. I haven't been to a museum in over a year. Yeah, yeah. That's like unheard of for me. Yeah, yeah. I I usually have some sort of museum visit. It feels like notched in by now. Well, I would have had several museum yeah. visits under my belt by now. Yeah, yeah. I love a good museum. It's nice. So, even if it's stuff that you never really knew about, or like in our case tomorrow, I don't know anything about this stuff. So, which I was yeah. surprised. I know. I I was very. We can't be too secretive about it. Why don't you let them know? We're going to the Fenimore Museum in Cooperstown. They have a Jan Brett um, exhibit, and it's only there till I 
think the first or second week in May. So who's, time was of the essence. Who's Jan Brett? She is a child book illustrator and author. So she not only writes the story, she also does the the pictures, the illustrations, the pictures. Yeah. So the pictures are going to be there. She's in her seventies and she's still. Still cranking cranking out books. books. Good for her. God bless her. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So if you've ever read The Hat, The Mitten, or The Trouble with Trolls, she's the author. And we're going to go see her stuff. Exciting. And I'm super excited about it. And I'm (laughs) super excited that I only have to work a half day of work. I think that's also the double double deal. I mean, that's the best part. And and we're going to try... And squeeze in ice cream. Yes. My favorite place. Yes. That's only open for an hour a day. (laughs) It started out as three hours and now I'm saying it's two hours. Pretty soon you talk to me next week. I'm going to be like, yeah, they're only open like 10 minutes a day. Yeah. (laughs) And it's it's always when he's not there. Yeah. Yeah. So when he's in town, they're closed. They may as well just be So next recording, if I'm super, super happy. That means he got his ice cream. Things have changed. If he's super, super grouchy, we need to, we need to. I won't be super, super grouchy. We need to reach out to the ice cream place and be like, please. You just got to toss me a cookie and I'm all happy. Well, that's true too. Cookie Monster is my spirit animal. Yeah. It really, really is. Very much so. What brings us here today? It's a hot and heavy topic. It really is. It's yeah. changelings. Yeah. And just a disclaimer, some of this is going to get pretty bleak, pretty dark, and generally disturbing. Very disturbing. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat yeah, it. Yeah, no, there's there's no sugarcoating. Changelings, I, I had an interpretation of that through movies mm-hmm. and things like that. And then as I started digging into this, I started putting it together and I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. That's why this is a thing. Yeah. And then you start looking. But you also look back in time. This was a survival mechanism. Yes. To a certain degree. Yes. And we're going to dive yeah. we'll into that. Yeah, we'll get into but, all of that. But it's pretty, yeah. It's th- not great. No, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Some of these ones are tough, and this is going to be one of them where... So, my sources, I want to get those out of the way. I used Britannica.com, IrishPost.com, Exploring Irish Irish Mythology, mm-hmm. Changelings, yeah. and then IrishTimes.com, The Story of the Last Witch Burned Alive in Ireland by Dean Ruxton. Mm. I used those. She's not a witch, by the way. I used those. I used... Uh... Wiki as a like a little guide. Yeah. And then I maneuvered through pretty much almost all of the sites you listed off. The only one I have in addition to that is uh it's mythus.fandom.com. And it's uh basically myths and folklore, like a myths and folklore wiki. I'll have to share it with you because it was a pretty cool cool. Pretty cool site. Um, and this was basically in the fairies, Celtic mythology, English mythology yeah. area. Yeah. Which is true. Yep. I don't yep, know. Yep, they yep. they say this was more Celtic, Irish, Scottish. Yes. Uh, Germanic, like Norse. Mm-hmm. 
and Slavic mm-hmm. for origins. Mm-hmm. I know it kind of spatters all of that. spatters around in all the uh, you know some different areas, and as we start getting into it, but basically, I know Wiki pointed out like Cornwall, Germany, Ireland, Isle of Man, Lowland and uh, Northern or Lowland Scotland, Northern England, Poland, Scandinavia, Spain, Wales. Yeah, even Africa has these changeling stories. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you want to kick this off? or So, in European folklore, fairies would steal human children and substitute them with a changeling. And changelings are fairy children. The abducted child is taken back to the fairy realm or given to the devil. And you could ensure the return of the human child by making the changeling laugh or by torturing it. And the torture aspect was most likely used as the excuse for actual cases of child abuse. So the children were taken for one of three reasons, to act as a servant or for the fairies to receive the love of a human child or the third reason for malice or revenge. Most of the time, the exchange was made with a fairy charge, which is like the fairy child, Mm -hmm. and occasionally an elderly fairy would be swapped, either to live out its life and comfort in the care of a human or so that it could die. So So they were also saying basically that a changeling was believed to be a fairy that had been left in place by fairies. It's a fairy child left yeah. and it's supposed to be a a replica of the child that they stole. Yes. To not, you know, to not get your suspicion up to be like, "Hey." Yeah. So like yeah. when we say fairy these children don't have wings. Mm-hmm. They are supposed to be replicas of yes. a human child. But it's different than a person. Right. Correct. Quote, unquote. Because they are fairies and they can't quite do human like humans. Yeah. So they usually stole the fairest, most beautiful children as the fairies craved and admired these traits. Often a baby would become ill, take on a strange appearance, or they might be left unable to move their limbs, which was called fairy struck. Mm -hmm. Local people would suspect that fairies were at work. And in medieval times, children with deformities, illnesses, or unexplained conditions were thought to be changeling replacements. And this led to many children being abandoned or killed. Yeah. So the belief of and in chain changelings stemmed from the belief that infants are susceptible to demonic possession. In the medieval chronicles by Ralph of Cogleshell, along with other sources, fairies preyed exclusively on unbaptized children. Those who were left with a suspected changeling would still look after and love the changeling child for fear the fairies would harm their human stolen child or worse, never bring back their human child. Mm -hmm. So some believe the changeling myth stemmed from the darkest corner of the mind. Changeling tales illustrate an aspect of family survival in pre-industrial Europe. Peasants subsisted and frequently depended on the labor of each family member, which was difficult when a person was a permanent drain on the family's scarce resources. Mm -hmm. So a family unable to care for a child, particularly one 
that would be of little use to them in the future due to these undiagnosed conditions or deformities, it was just easier to lose them to the fairies than to believe that they were going to let their child die. Yeah. And that's really kind of the yeah, the heart the, of it. Again, yeah. a lot of these topics that we bring up on this show really stem back from these older times yes. when it was just a whole different game altogether. And yes. when you have so many people that are around just trying to live under All such scarce resources, the same resources. And yeah. they're competing for the same yeah. resources or you're just a family and everybody is required to they pitch in, pitch in their effort yeah. and cover their end. Yeah. Make their spot valuable, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, people do Earn this. Your keep. People do this in companies when you're like the new employee and you come in and you just, you know, you're over ambitious on things, you know, here, I'll help you with that or I'll work on this. I'll work on that, you know, cause you're just basically trying to say, look, I, I'm worth, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Keep <laughs> me here. No, exactly. And, and this is a, Again, more of this uh, pre-industrial Europe phase, right? Where it was all mostly farming, gathering, just trying to stay alive, right? Well, I mean, let's be honest. Just to have the child survive oh, delivery, the mother was a feat in and of itself. The mother, the as mother well. survived yeah. in the first place, and if infanticide was a horrible yet very real aspect of rural life in the medieval world. The changeling tales often mention their ravenous appetites, which suggests that parents of these unfortunate children they saw them as a threat to their existence. Allowing them to die may be the only way to save everyone else in the family. Enter the changeling story to take them down that path with a clearer conscience. So this belief persisted in parts of Ireland until around 1895. Which again is this pre-industrial era. I mean, before the industrial era started, it was hard to exist yeah and this is something that we are very very spoiled in we're very spoiled in this because i consider us a post-industrial era yeah i think we're even kind of past that to a certain degree yes definitely i mean we definitely have industry around that's obviously making everything around us but right right but we are well towards that later end of it being not only successful but like fine-tuned and tweaked and oh yes yes. um you know there's the whole environmental end which i'm not going to get into but but, let's just talk medically how everything bound i mean we went from you know oh you had ghosts in your blood to hey we have these series of tests that we can run now further when you get your diagnosis we have a series of treatments Mm -hmm. so i mean and this is the tail end of that era before industry boomed right you know this is the this is before penicillin and it's not the tail end it was before that i mean these stories go back a long time yeah uh even just kind of the recorded stories are late 1800s but before then and that's where you can see i definitely started reading through all this and i'm looking i'm like okay all right i'm really seeing this for what it is it's a rationale for yeah getting rid of infants. Yes. You know, it's, it's really just a rationale to go around with that. Yeah. And at first you look it's and you're, to help and you're, you sleep 
and rest easy. Yeah, to move give on. You a clear conscience. And move on without yep. hanging yourself from a tree. Yeah, it wasn't you. It was the fairies. No, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. a tough. Uh, that's it's amazing where something like that just to make you feel better. Right. And it becomes this story, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I like that story better than yeah. this alternate reality, yeah. which is the reality of the right. situation." Yep. But you have basically kids that are just either have these extra issues mm-hmm. that put a strain on the family who's barely existing to begin with. Right. And let's be honest, it could be as simple as an an infant that just caught a cold. Yeah. And if you can't treat that cold. Yeah. No, exactly. It, they, I, I know how they looked at it. They just cut oh, their yeah. losses and they're like, we'll try again. Or a kid with deformities. And I could see yeah. where this could have spanned even in the higher circles. Oh, yeah. Where the family would be shamed. You know, that's where you have like those dis- the disappointments, disappointments room. room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's where, you know, you just see this stuff and you see the horror of it. Yeah. You really do. There's just a raw horror yeah. of the situation. Yeah. But again, on a lot of these topics that we go over, we can't look at it through a lens of like where we are today. Yeah, we can't look at it in today's You know, we embrace a lot of this stuff as, you know, for example, someone who has, you know, the wrong number of chromosomes and, and that's right. that's an embraced group at this point, you know. Right, yeah. Because it was not always we're the able case. to do that. Yes. Autism, we're able to embrace right. these children and, and, and look at them in a different light compared to then. Right. And we also know how to treat these children. Well, I'm not even getting into treating, just existing. I, you know, and like, when I say treat, I don't mean with medications. I just mean generally you inter, you're going to interact with them differently than you would. Yeah. But I also look at that as a turn of the times now where we have the time to do that. We do. We where do. Then we have it was the luxury different. of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're also not fighting for our resources. I mean, we're not growing our food. We're not yeah. hunting for our food. We go to the grocery store. We buy what we need. Mm-hmm. Or we go to a restaurant. Or we have it delivered. Yeah. No, you it's know, just a total different we, time. Yeah. Total we different live time. Totally different than. Because if you Even were to get years ago. if you were to get rid of all the grocery stores and everything, and you're basically this homesteader, yeah, which is what we would call it today, right? Yes, without any of the attachments to town, mm-hmm. or if so, very Let's call very it what little. What it was the luxuries of town? Yeah, the luxuries yeah. of town, or just very little to get mm-hmm. things to repair, like mm-hmm. nails and things that like you really couldn't make, you know, on your own, right? you'd have to go to a store or just getting feed and things mm-hmm. like that. That's, and that would be the whole trading to get all that stuff. I'm not going to do a full in town blowout there, but, but basically <laughs> when you have that much on the line to stay right. alive and it's not like, Oh, I just farm for eight hours and all this food appears. And right. Yeah. No, that's and not how it, it it's works. not how it worked. Nope. Not even a little. Nope. And, and that's where, I really just saw kind of this, oh, it's just dark. It's real dark, this whole decision. And now you've got the changelings that let's create this fairy story. that blow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it truly, truly And I often wonder how people got there. You know, was it just talking to the kids in the family? 
you know, was it just a way of doing that? Well, or? it's it was pretty common. Or was that there someone? They were in... very superstitious around that time. Yeah, you know, like everything, oh, everything was yeah. blamed on something else. Mm-hmm. It was never. I mean, they didn't know about well, they're natural bobbing for apples at that point. You know, yeah. Yeah, like during I mean, childbirth, there were so many little rituals and things, and, and so many things that could go wrong yeah, and did go wrong. Yeah, like if the moon was out, or you know, or if there was a rainy day, or, there was an eclipse. Oh yeah, forget yeah, about no, it. No, you're done. <laughs> it, you know, it was just it was a very different time, and fairy stories were huge, massive. They blamed fairies for everything. Yeah, the crops were were bad, or if if some of their livestock died or if there was a sickness with the livestock, you know, you upset the fairies in Iceland. They still, they still believe in the fairies. Well, you think about it. It's a perfect scapegoat. It, I mean, it really is. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. It was the fairies. Yeah. It's the fairies that did it. Fairies did it. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Which fairies? Oh, you know. The bad ones. The fairies. The bad fairies. <laughs> There's bad fairies, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing how far it spans. I mean, where did I have it here? The Ireland, they even had like, again, like talking about with children and families. Mm-hmm. In Ireland, if you looked at a baby with envy, which they would call like overlooking the baby, it was dangerous, they considered it. Everything was and, dangerous. Um, it not only would endanger the baby, who was then in the uh, like the fairy's power, but it also like admiring or envying a woman or a mm-hmm. man was dangerous, mm-hmm. unless uh, the person added a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, women were especially in danger in uh, like states of like being a new bride or a mm-hmm. mother. Those mm-hmm. were like kind of those transitions where yeah. things could happen and you're in danger. You right. know, that's a dangerous moment. Uh, they had things where uh, you couldn't walk past where fairy rings were or any place that was considered, I don't want to say sacred to the fairies, but if it was deemed belonging to the fairies, you had to leave it be. And if you went anywhere near it, you you ran the risk of being taken by the fairies. Yeah. And then there's... Then there's kind of like the handling of changelings. Yeah. And that's some dark, dark stuff. Yeah. I I read somewhere uh, like putting a a changeling in a fire would cause it to jump up the chimney and return the the human child. But at least one tale recounts of a mother with a changeling finding that a fairy woman came to her home with the human child saying the other fairies had done the exchange and she wanted her own baby. And it's just like this back and forth stuff. But I'm reading there and I'm like, Putting a changeling in the fire, it's like, yeah. whoa, yeah. you know, this is insane. It, yeah. Unreal. You got to take some risks. You got to be all in. Yeah, this is just a whole different level of handling things that you just don't hear about anywhere. No. I really, I'm just no. going to be honest. It was a little tough. Like, I was like, do we really want to talk about this stuff? Because it's like, you know, putting changelings in a fire and it travels up a chimney. I mean... Yeah. The listeners, I hope you're putting that together of what was in the fire. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And even the Isle of Man, they had a wide collection of myths and superstitions uh, concerning fairies. It just all rolled around fairies. And 
this whole folk tales uh, were collected just concerning the changelings. And it's just, um, they would basically, it's like a, most of them, it just seemed like a child with some sort of inherited genetic disorder. Right. Yes. It's really what it looked like. Yes. Uh, like Isle Man was that way. Scotland, Northern England. Yep. All of them. Well, remember when we were watching Vikings yeah. with Ivar the Boneless. He yeah. wanted to leave him out for the wolves. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I never even thought about that when we were doing this. Part. I did. <laughs> that was the very first thing I thought. That's a good show series. Though. And then I was watching um, Outlander and Claire was being Claire. And she was out in the the forest, and she could hear a baby crying. And um, the woman she was with told her, it's best to leave that be. But being a nurse, she couldn't do that. So she went, she found a baby wrapped in the blanket Mm -hmm. in the, like, the crotch of a tree. And she's like, why would a parent do this? Yeah. And then Jamie had to explain to her that, you know, you have to leave it because if the baby is still there, Mm -hmm. then that means it's their baby and it's not the fairy baby. And that the mother was there watching for the fairy to take the baby away. Yeah. And she's like, this is ridiculous. And, you know, she... She tried to save the baby, and she couldn't. And as a result, they tried her as a witch because clearly she was the one who stole the baby and replaced it with the changeling. Wow. Yeah, and it's crazy. It really is. It's crazy. Poland, they had a story of the, uh, it was the Mamuna, and um, the Mamuna is a Slavic spirit that exchanges babies, making them... Uh, you know, or exchanges babies in the cradle. And the changelings left the Mamuna were said to have a noticeably different appearance, yep. abnormally large abdomen, unusually smaller large head, hump, thin arms, legs, hairy body, long claws. I mean, really just anything. Anything, yeah. Anything that's just not considered normal. The Mamuna chain, changelings would also get their first set of teeth prematurely compared to a, a human baby, too. Mm-hmm. So even if they're just pushing teeth early. Yeah. Changeling. Yep. And in order to protect a child from being kidnapped by the Mamuna, the mother would tie a red ribbon around the baby's wrist, put a red hat on its head, and keep it out of the moonlight. Yep. It's just unreal. Mm-hmm. Unreal. And other preventative methods included not washing diapers after sunset. And never turning their head away from the baby as it slept. Still, even if a child was taken by the Mamuna, there was a way to force her to return it. The mother, the mother would take the changeling child to uh, a midden, whip it with a birch stick, and pour water from an eggshell over it. All while shouting, take yours, give mine back. Yeah. Typically, the Mamuna would feel sorry for its own child and would return the human baby back to its mother. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy stories. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. No, but just for that to be, that's it. I'm just so far detached from something like that where I can't see how that could be a reality. And it was. I can very much see 
with the times. I mean, I understand it. Yes. But I just can't see it. Like, I can't see, I just can't see it happen, like, say to us. Like, I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't be like, well, you know, let's get the eggshell out. <laughs> let's get some water. Be careful of them diapers. <laughs> Got to hurry up with those. Can't wash them after sunset. Uh, yeah. It's weird. Uh, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. I have more unless you. Uh, I've got a very lengthy story. Go for so, it. So, <laughs> all right. We're going to, we're going to just totally, we're going to totally ad lib this out because it's just nuts. Absolutely okay. nuts. So I had mentioned that the belief in changelings persisted in parts of Ireland until around 1895. Mm-hmm. And that's when Bridget Cleary was killed by her husband who believed her to be a changeling. And now we get into the murder of Bridget Cleary. Joanna Burke paid her cousin Bridget Cleary a visit and found the 26-year-old being held down and force-fed a mixture of herbs and milk. The men restraining her were three of Joanna's brothers, an elderly neighbor named John Dunn, and Bridget's husband, Michael. Bridget was a dressmaker and egg seller from Balavadley near Clonmel, County Tipperary, who had taken ill and been bedridden for a number of days. She was under the watchful care of Michael, who had sent for a doctor from a nearby town and who, at one point, requested a priest. Thursday, March 14, 1895, he had sent for herbs suggested by a witch doctor type named Dennis Ganey. At this point, Michael Cleary was convinced his wife was a malevolent fairy changeling. According to a court report in the Irish Times, on March 27th of that year, Joanna said the men forced Bridget to take the herbs, and Cleary asked her, Are you Bridget Boland, the wife of Michael Cleary, in the name of God? She answered twice, but when she refused to answer a third time, she was hauled up and held in a sitting position over the slow-burning embers of the kitchen fire. Bridget seemed to be wild and deranged, especially while they were so treating her, according to the report. She eventually responded, I am Bridget Boland, daughter of Pat Boland, in the name of God, referring to her maiden name. The aforementioned story was just one part of a series of violent acts against Bridget that culminated in her death. It's also the testimony of Joanna Burke, the Crown's chief witness in a landmark murder case in which eight people would be convicted for their roles in Bridget's abuse and death. Michael Cleary, her husband, was 35 at the time. He was a cooper from Killinall, County Tipperary, The two had been married for around eight years and had no children. As far as Joanna Burke knew, the couple were on good terms, and she had never seen them quarrel or dispute. So while walking to deliver eggs in, oi, Kailena Grana, the sight of a fairy ring, according to local folklore, Bridget Cleary had caught a chill. Her house was often occupied by a smattering of neighbors and relatives. Many became embroiled in Michael Cleary's growing belief in a supernatural basis for his wife's sickness. So according to a 1995 analysis by Angela Bork, this belief may have been triggered by the presence of Dunn, the neighbor, who was more open and aligned to the oral fairy traditions that were very much dying out as 
the 19th century was coming to a close. So a fairy changeling, according to lore, was a fairy duplicate put in place of a real person, often a woman or child, after they were abducted by fairies. So according to Joanna, after the episode on Thursday, the men put Bridget back to bed. Go with the fairies. In the house the next day, Friday, March 15th, Bridget told Michael she could see the police at the window and he should leave her be. He responded by throwing the contents of a nearby chamber pot over her and at the window. Bridget was dressed and brought to the kitchen. At that time, Joanna, her mother, Mary Kennedy, Bridget's father, Pat Boland, and Joanna's brother, Pat Kennedy, were sitting at the table talking. They were talking about the fairies, and Mrs. Cleary said to her husband, Your mother used to go with the fairies, and that is why you think I'm going with them. Michael then prepared three slices of bread and jam, demanding Bridget eat all three before she could um, drink a cup of tea made for her by Joanna. Again, she asked for uh, he asked for her identity three times. She answered twice and ate two pieces of bread, according to the Irish Times court report. When she did not answer the third time, he forced her to eat the third bit, saying, if you won't take it, down you will go. According to Joanna, he threw her to the ground and mounted her with a knee on her chest and a hand on her throat. Swallow it, he said. Is it down? Is it down? He grabbed a hot stick from the fire and held it close to her mouth. Finally, he stripped her to her chemise, doused her in lamp oil a number of times, and set her alight. It is not my wife, Michael reportedly said while she burned. I am not going to keep an old witch in place of my wife, so I must get my what, get back my wife, he said, referring to the traditional expectation that once the changeling died, the abducted loved one would return riding a white horse. It's not Bridget I'm burning, Cleary said to Joanna. You will soon see her go up the chimney. The reporter adds that the delivery of this line caused a sensation in the courtroom. She was burning on the hearth. The house was full of smoke and smell, said Joanna in her testimony. When I looked down to the kitchen, I saw the remains of Bridget Cleary on the floor lying on a sheet. Pat Kennedy helped carry the remains from the house, and Bridget's burnt body was later discovered in a shallow grave nearby, and ten people, all of which were in the house at some point throughout the ordeal, were arrested. Barbarism. The case was widely covered with the story reaching London and even across the Atlantic. According to Angela Bork, the Tory papers treated it as fodder for reinforcing the idea of barbarism of rural Ireland, while papers at home were quick to distance themselves from the act. A contemporary opinion piece in the Irish Times said it was unfair to tar the peasantry, though the Clearies were far from peasants, with the same brush, just as unfair as to hold that East Enders are devoured by demonical thirst for blood because Jack the Ripper figured amongst them. So the evidence heard, only a fraction of which has been shared here, was elaborate and involved many conflicting testimonies spanning a number of days, though Joanna Burks is the version that all of the defendants, including four of her brothers, agreed with. Cleary, whom the paper said was a respectably dressed man, though his eyes had a wild kind of look, was prone to outbursts during the trial. 
charging his co-accused with colluding against him. Others who were in the house at different times over two days were tried for their involvement, though the ones present for the burning were terrified and had asked Michael to stop. They didn't physically act to help Bridget, the prosecution Uh argued. Charging the jury, Mr. Justice O'Brien said, this most extraordinary case demonstrated a degree of darkness in the mind, not just of one person, but of several, a moral darkness, even religious darkness, the disclosure of which had come with surprise on many persons. The charge against Cleary would be dropped from murder to manslaughter, and he was convicted and sentenced to 20 years penal servitude. Seven others were convicted of wounding Bridget. Joanna's four brothers and her mother, Mary, Bridget's father, and the neighbor, John Dunn, with the exception of Mary, each received a sentence ranging from six months to five years penal servitude. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I remember reading some of that, and I figured you'd be all over that story, so I went yeah. I went past it. And... I've heard this story several times. Yeah, I read it, I read it and just, you just shake your head at this stuff. I mean... Again, it's just such a different time. And everybody being involved like that. Her own father was there. Yeah. No one interceded. No. And one of the first times I heard this story, they were saying that she had had this incredibly high fever over a course of days. Mm. And the fact that she was able to eat anything at all was amazing. So the fact that she ate those two pieces of bread with jam in and of itself Mm -hmm. was like a fantastic feat. And it was very unrealistic to expect her to be able to eat the third, considering she hadn't had anything to eat for days because of the fever. And she was extremely weak. Mm -hmm. She was probably hallucinating with the Uh, fever probably and all of which played into and then pile all that craziness on top of right and and it was it was suggested that had it not been for mr dunn planting the seeds Mm. and reinforcing you know that's a changeling you should talk to the witch doctors see if you can get the herbs yeah so that you know you can get your wife back you know, if if you're just trying to make sure that your wife survives, yeah. You know, I could see how, you know, maybe it being at his wits' end, mm-hmm. you know, a last ditch effort. I, yeah. I mean, he did call for a priest, which means her fever was bad enough that they were looking. He was looking for last rites. Yeah. You know, and in in an, in all of it, he's insisting this isn't my wife. This isn't my wife. Weird. Yeah. Really and then weird. they tortured her over a series of days to give her all of these quote unquote tests to prove that she was a changeling and not his wife. Yeah. And the opinion among many is that she couldn't have answered correctly or done correctly. Well, here's the thing, too. If you're convinced of something, whether it's right or not, it's really hard to sway you. Yeah. That's a real tough thing that humans do. Right. 
it's got it's, their believies. Oh, it's really weird. Yeah, they do have their believies. You know, and humans have this this intention. Like once once something's in their head, it's basically the whole inception thing. Yes. Where once, once the they have that planted. once they have that idea in their mm-hmm. head, whether they came up with it themselves, right, or someone else came up with it, and it was just enough for them to latch on to. Right. Yep. It it's takes not root. even believing. It's yep. not even anything. It's just enough to latch on to. It's hard to undo that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's you know you see that with things as complicated as like substance abuse. Yeah. You see it complicated with like eating disorders. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just have an eating disorder. What you have is something in your head right? that drove you not to eat or eat too much. Right. Usually it's some sort of body dysmorphia, but there's also usually some sort of underlying mental illness. Yeah, but there's something yeah. there's something there that bridged the gap, yep. whether it was reality or not reality mm-hmm. in their head. Right. Or someone and just, it- you know... Because here's a great example of, and I'll just stay on the the food thing mm-hmm. with 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 food abuse or food neglect. If you have a young girl, teenager, who's very just just wants to fit in, wants wants to be part of the group, and right. and yet and say they just one person were to walk by and just say, "Well, you look pretty fat in that." That yeah. could just that could be it. For one person. Yep. And then. Well, they're very subjective. And then they're down that mm-hmm. slippery slope of, yep. you know what? All right. I'm not going to eat anything and, and, and go through that. At the that end bit. of the day. Now there's another. That's generally what happens. That's generally how it happens. Yes. Now there's it's others that look. and usually some offhand comment that somebody made. But it's, it, yep. that's all it can take sometimes. It's yep. just one person to yep. say that. Mm-hmm. And, and they can go down this slippery deal. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody walking by and telling somebody, you know. Geez, you're really fucking useless. Right. And that's usually kind of drug addiction. Mm-hmm. That'll go down a path of drug addiction. I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be, but I've been right. around for a long time. And and it just, if somebody feels they're useless, well, then they're just going to go down a, a path. Right. Of being of useless. Of feeling useless. Yes. And not... Feeling like they contribute to anything. And, and they're, they're not going to contribute And they're not to going to because, because they're useless. They're useless. Yep. And then it's just this perpetual. It's a vicious cycle. It's perpetual cycle motion. Just keeps and going. it just builds inertia. Yep. And just, but that's all it is, is that nudge. Yeah. That single nudge. And I think and Mr. With an Dunn, idea, Mr. Was, Dunn was the nudge. Was the nudge mm-hmm. enough for, I always come back around. <laughs> But yeah. but Mr. Dunn, I believe when I was reading that story, he was that nudge, just yes. enough to just yep. tell everybody, you know, yep, this changeling, right? And I and, I submit and an I guarantee alternate theory, yeah, <laughs> and I guarantee that there was probably one or two other people there that were like, mm, I don't know, right? But then, honestly, and this was something I remember, I was at a security conference in Boston, mm-hmm. and there was a. Uh, a very high, high up military leader who will remain nameless. And he was talking about your, uh, just being in a group of people. And he, right. and he had to saying it left a profound effect on me. Right. You're only as right as the room. Right. So it doesn't matter how right you are. Right. It's whatever the right is in the room. Right. So there could be, there could be 10 is right in the room. And if eight believe that, the earth is flat. Right. And there's well, two. What? 
that don't, guess, guess what? what? The, the earth's earth flat. flat. Yeah. And and when you're in a small environment like this story, right. yep. where it's just a small household, there's not a, a lot of outside influence, even if there's a couple that just, you know, well, I'm not really buying this changeling thing. Right. Well, too fucking bad because everyone else does. Yeah. So it's yeah. changeling. And then you're like, well, okay. Yeah. It's changeling. Yeah. Let's let's do it your way. You know, it's that, and we that see kind how of well it worked out. Well, no, and that's and yeah. that's how it went. I think the witch trials were like that. Definitely. You know, I mean it, it, the witch trials had that whole part where it was especially if you follow it really closely mm-hmm. back in history and you read like just before all that happened. Right. There was this bit where everybody was just kind of like, well, what's happening? Yeah. There's that what's happening phase. Mm-hmm. And then there was enough to just say, witches. Yeah. Okay. We'll do witches. that. But you know. Fairies. You know, like say in Salem, for example, there was probably a small percentage there, maybe even more of half that were just, eh, I don't know. I'm not buying the whole witches thing. Yeah, there were actually. There was a lot. There were quite a few people who didn't buy into the witch theory. There was a lot of written testimonial on that. Yeah. Even in court records. Unfortunately, they didn't have the say. Like, unless Mm. you held a position of power in Salem. You're only as right as the room. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, and that's how uh, a mob rule can swing through and and do whatever. Because if the room says this, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. You could be in a room. You yeah. could even be outside, and if you got twenty people that say it's fucking cloudy out and the sun's just shining, and there's only two yeah. that are like, "Hey, the sun's shining." Oh, fuck you, dude! It's cloudy. Yeah. And yeah, and that's where I think a lot of this shows that people haven't changed. No. You know, this is this is a the trait. The more things change, this is a trait of humans. The more they stay the same. Yeah, but this is a trait of humans. Yeah, definitely. And that's a a, a weird, yeah. You know, because what I found interesting with the whole, I started diving into the whole neurological stuff and just like stuff in <laughs> of nature. Of course you did. Of course I do, because that's what the hell I do, you know. But what I also noticed that was different is like Scandinavia has a story. Mm-hmm. And this is where I really started seeing it being the big human thing. And of course, Nordic, they believe basically that's trolls. Yeah. Not fairies, but trolls. Got it. Trolls yep. are beings from the underground that change the children. Okay. Now it's funny because you have this same story. Yeah. In different parts of the world. Right. And they're attaching their own lore to it. Correct. Their own boogeyman, right. so to speak. But I love how it's essentially the exact it's same the thing. It's the same, same human story. condition. Yep. It's the same human yep. condition. And that's what fascinated me on this whole topic here. Yeah. The Scandinavia thing just totally did it for me. Right. Because others were kind of, you know, like Poland had the, oh, uh, I forgot. I want to say Mamushka. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Mamuka. Um, and, and they had that. It was just a name. And, mm-hmm. and I was just looking. I was like, well, you know, it, when I first read it, I was like, oh, so that's kind of their fairy, you know. and then Right. And then I read the Scandinavian one and I was like, trolls. I'm like, all right. Okay. First off, Here's let's the get this out of the room. Yeah. You can't say trolls. You got to go, troll! Thanks yes. to Troll Hunter. Yes. It was called Troll Hunter, right? That movie? Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. That was good. It was fantastic. It was so good. If you haven't seen Troll Hunter, <laughs> drop Check it out. everything you're doing 
Stop this. Clear your cue list. Go. Go Just watch it. Bump it right ahead. <laughs> Hopefully it's streaming somewhere. Uh, but, but yeah, with Scandinavia, they uh there's that whole weird thing with Scandinavia, the like the fear of iron. Well, that's that's and, fairy lore. No, and that is fairy lore. Yep. But they uh because even trolls are I think uh Oh, trolls are susceptible to iron too? Maybe. I think so. Well, I mean, I do have the internet right here. I can But pretty much see. <laughs> no, but it's pretty much just like all beings in the Scandinavia area that were just like the boogeyman type thing. Right. It was that whole fear of iron. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> parents would put like an iron item. They'd put like a pair of scissors or a knife. Because those are all safe things to have around your baby. On top of an unbaptized infant's cradle. And that was a big thing, too, was right. if you baptize your baby. They're safe. They're safe. Yep. And they wouldn't be, you know, so definitely organized religion uh, yep. kind of leapt yep. into that. And I, and I think it would be easy to say, oh, you know, that's that was an agenda, blah, 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 blah. I think this type of stuff was people were grabbing spaghetti and they were throwing it at a wall. And if it's and stuck, if it's stuck, that's done. A, that's a good solution. That, and I, there she be. Yeah, and I it's think like that's like the lemon uh, in the mouth when you bury the the body. Yeah, yeah, and it would be uh, believed that uh, if a human child was taking taken in Scandinavia by these measures, the parents could force the return of the child by treating the changeling cruelly, using methods such as whipping, or even you ready for this one. Inserting in a heated oven. Well, how is that any different from putting it on the fire so that it could go up the chimney? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then there's actually one case in Sweden during World War II. Jesus. Okay. Where a woman was taken to court for having killed her child in an oven. And, of course, I don't have a whole specifics on that because it could have been like obviously just not could have been postpartum. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. We have all these things today that we can look at and say, yeah. Oh, it's postpartum. Yeah. That's this, I mean, that's that could have, that. that could have, she had a deficiency this well. of this yeah. or a deficiency of that. And, but again, we're talking early at that point. That's see world war two kind of creeped me out, but then I'm also yeah. looking at it at the States, like the States were kind of in their big boom of, manufacturing industrial age and things like that where I can't, you know, I'm not very up to where Scandinavia was during that time. You know, I have no idea, but I could plead my ignorance to it. What's in, what's really strange though is all of it. Oh yeah. No, it's (laughs) fucking crazy. It really is. Yeah. But like some of the origins of this, I mean, obviously it was a, just a contributor to like very real neglect. Yes. Uh, even murder yep. amongst individuals. And um, there was just this harsh treatment by superstitious communities wishing to rid themselves of what they believe to be a malevolent or unwanted intruder. Malevolent. Malevolent. Yeah. I always botched that up. <laughs> but a lot of folklorists also believe that changelings were leftover stories of inhabitants of various regions in Europe who had been driven into uh, hiding by invaders. So they held that changelings had actually occurred, uh, the hiding of people, like 
the hiding people would exchange their own sickly children for the healthy children of the invaders. Hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking like, that's pretty crazy. And then I actually find out that, um, where was this in my notes? This actually happens in nature mm-hmm. outside of human beings. So like several species of birds, fish, um, there's a few others that I can, but I'll just glaze over that. But regularly they practice, it's this para, it's almost like a parasite behavior mm-hmm. um, or like a non-reciprocal offspring swapping is mm-hmm. what they'll call it. And rather than raising their young on their own, they will lay their egg in another's nest, leaving the burden of raising their young on the unsuspecting parents. Right. Which are of another species altogether. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, the invading species hatches sooner than its step siblings, grows faster, and it hogs most of the nourishment brought in. Right. And may actually evict the young of the host species by punishing or pushing them out of their own nest. Right. So that's a, like, that's a weird wiring right there. Cause it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's so easy to put and just say, oh, that's a human thing. That's what no. humans do. No, you know, birds do this all the time. It's a natural thing. It's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much any, uh, what I was reading up on the nature part of it, that's what ended up happening. I just went on this harebrained trail right off of chains. You know, now I'm stuck in nature, goulet. And how weird that you would go off on a tangent. I know. It's like not even like you. Are you okay? My middle name should be Tangent. (laughs) But anything that really kind of lays eggs does this. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. And it's well, uh, they wrote a whole book about it, The Ugly Duckling. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I just can't wrap my head around it. It's one of those things that, just like nature does. Did we just like I st- uncover another thing with the ugly duckling actually being the a story changeling? of a changeling? I think so. I mean, we're here. Well, let's break it down. We're here every week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I read The Ugly Duckling. The Ugly Duckling was, it was an egg that hatched and he didn't look like his siblings. Yeah. He was gray and big, and he had a black bill, and all of his brothers and sisters were all the little yellow ducks, if I'm remembering correctly. They may have been white, Mm -hmm. and they pick on him because he's so big that, you know, he's clumsy, and he doesn't run as fast as they are, Mm -hmm. and he, we'll get back to, he's not pretty. Yeah. Like he's got all of these things against him. And, you know, if I remember in the story, the mother, though, didn't treat him any different. Like she didn't treat him poorly, but his siblings did. Yeah. And then you fast forward and he turns out to be a swan. And that's why he looked different is Mm -hmm. he was a swan. And it's supposed to be about the beauty and the differences. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of does. I'd get say into that's kind of the... your class A uh, changeling story, could, but it gets into gets into what I was talking about here with the bird laying species yep. invading other nests and yes, you know, it's uh it's weird. It's weird what's 
basically written in our well it's kind of like coded in the dna yeah i mean it's just written coded in our our existence yeah and i say our existence i don't mean just us as human beings right everything right yes everything's existence and that's a a weird a weird bit because a lot of things get pushed off on humans like oh only humans do that only humans do that. You look we are at the kinda... end of the day animals. So oh, yeah. we're going to do. I think at the beginning of the day we're the, animals. <laughs> the th- things that animals do. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of our behaviors are reflective of that. Yeah. Just because we can presumably. But it's weird because. Sit here. At and the beginning of all talk. of it. I'm just reading how barbaric all of this stuff is. And yeah. it's just so terrible to. To. Just read through it. Right. It's a yeah. couple of times where I'm just reading, I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, man, look how far we've be you know, we've come in but some areas. We? No, and then <laughs> and then I do kind of look at it and I'm like, nah, you know, there's other areas. I mean, we're not we're not holding hearings. Like this isn't uh, this isn't something you'd have in court now. Well where they knows? talk about it being a changeling right, is what I'm yeah, getting at. Yeah. Like no, now we talk blame about fairies. it. Now they're know, gonna blame something or like when I else. said about the woman with the oven, you're like yeah. postpartum. You right. know, I mean yep. it's just instant, yep. like there's a whole different way of handling all this. But then going back and looking at how times were then They didn't know that. This seems actually pretty natural. Yeah. There's a real Makes natural progression to it. That's Yeah. Yeah. And who's to say they didn't get the idea from birds? Maybe. You know, you think about it, the origin of it, you're watching all of these animals and you're like, hey, wait a minute. I think, though, I think what I first gathered on this when when we were first talking about reading up on it, my whole bit of it, I think how they made this leap was a natural human reaction to say, I can produce something like this. Yeah. I think especially from a mother's perspective, yeah, I'm a man, so child. I got to ask this because I'm a dude. Mm-hmm. Would would that be something that a woman would go through if they produced a child like that? Would they say, you know, I mean, but also this brings into the whole thing. Like there's the whole social aspect of it. Right. You have this deformed child. Right. The neighborhood's going to talk. The village is going to talk. Everyone's going to talk. The yes. the area is going to talk. Or even if you're just traveling through town on your, yeah. you know, your horse carriage or whatever, and you know, people just talk about mm-hmm. it. And that's again, we're for me as a a, a man. I <laughs> well, would as, that would that be something? Because my natural instinct is to say, you know, that people would maybe say, "I couldn't create this. This isn't me. This is a fairy. A fairy did this." I don't know. As a woman who's never had a child, yeah. I don't know. But every mother that I've ever spoken to, yeah. regardless of regardless of the child, loves and adores that child. Yeah. And to them, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now, rewind several hundred, maybe several thousand years. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I... I I th- I think it's hard coded in our DNA that s- the strong survive, the strong survive. And Especially if then, you yeah. see a weakness in your child, mm-hmm. 
it's kind of hard to not think life is going to be exceptionally hard mm-hmm. for this child. That's if the child even makes it. And I think in an instance where you notice there's something wrong with your child, you're already thinking the odds of this child making it are slim. Yeah. Couple that with the brutality of right. existing in life. Then. Yeah. Because even when people sit there and they're just, you know, like with men, just how barbaric they were then. There was a lot but more I barbaric, mean, but I look at back at it and it's just like, you had, had to, to be. be like that. Yeah. You had to fight for you every inch of your everything. own existence. Yes. Yeah. And you, there wasn't a day when you weren't fighting. Yeah. And that's where like the Spartans, for example, that's always like a group I like to pull from right. because they were literally the kind of pinnacle of barbarian. As far as I'm going to say less barbarian and they were not, actually no, not barbaric as in wild, but just like strong, strong, strong yes, by, they you know, were. Like, like it just basically they, they were the pinnacle of that era of what strength had to be. Right. And they they to exist. They not only bred it, but they taught it. Oh, they yeah. Lived no, it, it was a way they of life. Ate it, they breathed it. It yeah. was a way of life yeah. and it shows on how they flourished. Right. And. You know, because even people with large armies were scared to death of those fuckers. Uh, rightfully so. You know, I mean, that's that whole 300 story. Right. But, you know, but what brought him down was the hunchback. Yeah. Who wanted to be Well, a and that's that's in the movie. Right. That's but a different different deal in real life. And that's, it's again. It's plausible. But, yeah. So I could see. The weakness part that right, you're talking about. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Because there's no way that person would have ever made it into the army. And they're not yeah. going to be like, hey, you know, sorry, this just isn't for yeah, you. Yeah, and they got There's... the chip on their shoulder. Exactly. And, yeah. Because. And you just can't have that the, kind the of weakness The whole back environment around you is soldier, 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 soldier. And oh, yeah. you're yeah. too weak to be a soldier. There's no way you can't just. Oh, yeah. No, Definitely internalize it and, and that's like, where you know you hear those stories uh you know and I, I don't want to open a can of worms here but this is some of the stuff that like guys look back in in history and things like that where you know i'm not going to say women had it great i'm, I'm not coming off on this saying with that right women had a, a bad struck of of things we that had they did. a bad run <laughs> but let's just talk about the second if you were a soft male during oh, that yeah. era yeah you were worthless yeah. And honestly, did they even keep those boys? You know, a what, lot of times what they happened didn't. with those boys? Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that stuff. Right. You yeah. know, and that's uh and that's something you look back at. Like I couldn't even imagine being a soft boy or the, uh, yeah. the artistic type or the musician type that doesn't want to fight not that's not good in combat. That's not, you know. Yeah. And that uh if you weren't wealthy and had some sort of avenue for that person that person is quote-unquote useless right and and i think that's where it just goes around all areas yeah it's a again it's a different time man it was a different time man different time glad i live the way i love (laughs) because i don't know man yeah well and i was raised in that type of household where you had to be tough yeah i get that 
that's just where I came from, at least on my dad's end. You just had to be tough with things. If I fell on the ground, suck it up. Right. If, if you're bleeding, you know, does it hurt? Yeah. Do we have to go to the hospital? No. Right. Suck it up. Yeah. Uh, I had a, I had a lot of that growing up. Yeah. And, and for me, I can just speak on my, my end of it. I think it was good for me. Right. It was things that I needed, but I could also see where someone in that environment would have a terrible time. Yes. Terrible time. I'm very open-minded on that end of it. It worked great for me. Right. Produced you learned a some, great version of me. You learned some coping skills. Yeah. And you There's learned some, of the, some life skills. But here's the thing. Some of those skills took a long time. Yes. It wasn't instantly. No. Some of them were. Yeah. Some of them were minutes. I like to joke around with this with people. Some of those 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 coping skills were minutes. Some of them were months. Some of them years. Right. And I yeah. mean a lot of years. Well. I mean, hell, I'm 45 right now. And there's times where I look at something and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it now. I see what yeah, you're it's doing. It's just a whole life of growing and, yeah. and pursuit of things. And sometimes things are really obvious in your face. Right. And you don't see them right. for a long time. Right. And then like one day, it just the light flips. bulb comes yep. off and you're like, that has been sitting in front of my fucking face for 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. I never connected the dots with it, you know? Yeah. It's uh and I think, but you can see how, yeah, without having the luxury of time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see the where they did all times. This. Yeah, yeah. I can see very much. And I think how... the big thing that helped this move on basically to close the chapter on this was medicine. Absolutely. I think medicine instantly yes. fixed things up with the changeling. I think it fixed things up with not only changelings, but the fairies blamed. Fairies blame blamed. And, yeah, yeah, all these like boogeyman all type these little, uh, things. Superstitious, folk, yeah. folklorish things. It was medicine that. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, because that's even like it. vampirism yeah. and yeah. werewolves yeah. and all those other mm -hmm. topics we were doing. It's You can see the timeline. Yes. When medicine started rising. And the mm -hmm. and just the the whole gains in medicine, and yeah. you would equally see the decline, right? Of what insert topic? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it does help with a lot of things. Certainly, you know, Certainly. it really gives you a perspective because on once things. the the medicine improved and education, they yeah. kind of they kind of coincided and they yeah. went hand in hand. All of a sudden, you realize. Oh, yeah. There's actually a reason why, well, this like I said, this happened. Scandinavian story. Yeah. I mean, you just instantly went up oh, postpartum, right? Yep. And probably most of the people that are listening are like, "Yeah, no, postpartum." <laughs> but before any of that, yeah, they had no idea. Yeah. And again, grabbing spaghetti, hucking it at the wall. Fairies, man. Hey, man, it's gotta be fairies, man. Why else would you put your kid in an oven, man? It's fucking fairies. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Fairies. No, man. It's trolls. Trolls did it, I man. really wish. You got your iron, man. I really wish <laughs> at some point they had been like, yo, man, aliens. I'm telling you, aliens. Well, and that's what you got to wonder is like. We got to find the aliens Were story. fairies the aliens? Ah, oh, maybe. Was that kind of a. 
Well, now we got to do an episode on fairies, fairies. To see if I can, yeah, if I can connect fairies and aliens. I knew we were going to do fairies after this. I knew that was just going to. be Oh warm. no, we got we got. No, a, I mean yeah. like like it's going to be bumped up, but we no, we got our usual plan roster out. So segue into that. We can leave changelings aside here. We can. Thankfully. Yeah. Really weird one. Uh, yeah. What do we got next? <laughs> we have um, Madame Marie Delphine Lalurie. Yes. Yes. User request, I believe, right? Uh, she was a request from the Facebook group. Yeah. And yeah. we have bumped her up. Yeah. And I've already started the research. Mm. Huh. <laughs> I mean, this woman had a life. Yeah. And I haven't. Yeah, she did. I'm on the. I'm. She had several husbands. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I'm on. Uh, I've researched through husbands one and two. Mm hmm. And I'm just getting into husband three, which happens to be Mr. Lallery. Hoy vey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... It's a meaty story. It really is. You know what's interesting? Everything? No. A lot of people don't know about it. No, they really don't. Like if don't. you were to pull 100 people off the street. Right. And again, this gets back to the niche or the niche of our group here yeah. i mean we do operate a small small niche you know that I, are into do. that stuff we do but even excluding that but because if you were to pull 100 people aside right and just say anything about like vampires or werewolves or or even changelings say you you know have you heard of a changeling yeah i heard about it it's some horror thing right. you know or something yeah. like that somebody but you'd rattle off that name I bet out of 100 people, you'd be lucky if you found 10. And you know what's funny is you can't go on a tour in New Orleans without a reference to her. Yeah. Now, people that are into the whole New Orleans scene and stuff, oh, she's oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. But I'm exclude but that. outside of that? Exclude yeah, that, no. yeah. And it's amazing no. someone that has, like, such a huge impact on that for such a long time. yeah. And not really break out yeah. as much. Supposedly being yeah. this uh, horrible monster. You know, I mean, now probably different, you know, with a bunch of podcast junkies and stuff like that that well, would hear the she story. she was but, also in... But she's, um, good, she's good fodder for it. She was know. in American Horror Story. She was in the Coven episode. That's right, the Coven one. Yep. Yep. That was a good series, the Coven one. It was my favorite of all of them. Was it? It was. Yep. I don't know which one would be my favorite. That was American Horror definitely Story. my favorite of all of them. I know. Murder House was hard for me. Yeah. And that's supposed to be the one that gets you in. Yeah, yeah. And then Asylum. Murder House wasn't that bad. I thought Asylum was pretty good. It was It was good. Yeah. But there were a couple directions, and I was like, what, no, what, no, the, what are you doing? The plot did kind of run away. A yeah, bit. it did. But, and then, but I really liked the idea of it. Yeah. I, I know if I, oh, if I had to pick a favorite, it's tough. Cause I'm torn between two. You probably know which two they are. Freak show. Yeah. And, uh, it's not asylum, is it? The hotel. Oh, the hotel. Yeah. Really? Because the hotel is one of the ones that's 
probably one of the least liked. I know. And yeah. I kind of have that habit with things. But I will say, you know what I, Evan Peters. Exactly. Evan Peters made. He that, did. He made that whole season. series, that yep. whole season right for me. He did. I get where people don't like it. I, I get really that do. Too. Yep. But Evan Peters, like, you could yeah. just watch that just to. Just deal, for him. Just yeah. to watch Evan Peters, because Evan Peters was insane. He was amazing. In that season. Can we talk about how good of an actor he is? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's good. He's really good. Like, pretty underrated. Mm. Extremely underrated. And can we but... talk about what is Hollywood's problem with horror? <laughs> Like, if you do anything in the horror genre, yeah. all of a sudden you're like... Oh, yeah, you're you're stuck You're the there. bastard stepchild. Yeah, you're stuck there and you're not... Uh, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. you're all of a sudden... Well, I think I think this is why. Was this tangent number three for me? Whatever. So, I think what it is, is horror got the real bad deal from the slaughterhouse stuff. And it had the slashers? this... slashers? The, the, yeah, the slaughterhouse, the slasher stuff... Because that was very B-flick. It was very homegrown, very indie, very basic. Okay. And to kind of corner that up next to stuffy Hollywood, I could see where it would get a bad a bad rep with things. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny because you hear a lot of Hollywood people that talk about, you know, oh, those were great films and all that stuff. You know, they were, you know. They were awesome. They're classics and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I just got the sneaking suspicion that I'm, I'm going to judge Hollywood because eh, why not? They the, judge everybody else. Why easy, not? They're easy yeah. target. But I think if you had somebody that was doing a movie that is uh, like a drama and it's, you know, this uplifting drama and, mm-hmm. you know, powerful and, and mm-hmm. all that. And, and then you're next to somebody who just does this horror show of like ghosts in a hotel or something like that. You know, there's a lot of sneering, you know. I had to learn dancing how to do this one and you know just all this stupid bullshit. I think that I think that might have the negative effect with it. But no, he was amazing in He that. was. Really he good. He was. Every time he plays a character, mm-hmm. he persona each one is different. Yeah. Like he brings something different to each one. Yeah. And it's like Look, No, he's by far the most versatile one in that whole group. That does yeah. the show. Yeah. I mean, there's others there. There's probably some others that are going to disagree. But I just think he, yeah, every single season, yep. he is something completely different. Yeah. But the one in Hotel, he was he the manager or or was well, he just, he was no. a guy that had he was a guy who, he was kind of like, he, he was it, supposed right? to be California's been a while since version I saw that. of H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, did he own the building or was he just, like, a he frequent? He built the building. Or he built it. That's right. Yeah. Well. It's been a while since I saw He paid for the building to yeah. be built. Yeah. No, and that's, uh, yeah, he was great with that. But Freak Show, I just loved every bit of Freak Show because I love the whole Carney. You love Freaks. I do. I really, They're really do. jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can jam on Freaks for a long time. I mean, maybe we should do an episode on we Freaks. We could. We should. I could do it without reading Anything additional, because I've just followed <laughs> Freaks my whole life. I just from the whole whole rise of early, early yeah. beginnings to when yeah. Coney Island and yep. how big they got in Coney Island. I just think it's one of the most amazing stories of people. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. It just it just gets me every time. It gets me every single time. Any kind of show with it. But they did an awesome job. They with did it. do a good job. And um who's his face that I like there? Uh, this is where you see me all great with names. He's in Starship Troopers and not like you watch Starship Troopers. There's somebody right now shouting his name. It's this name. <laughs> God, you're stupid, Frank. <laughs> Doogie Hauser. Who's Doogie Hauser? This uh, dates us. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. He was great in that. Was he in that? Yes, he was. Yeah. Toward the end, right? Yeah, Briefly. He, was, he was a ringleader for a while. Oh, yeah. 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 No, he's fantastic. I, I love him. I absolutely love him. He was great in Lemony Snickets. Lemony Snickets. A he, series of unfortunate events. He was events. fantastic in that. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap this up because this Jen and I could do this right here <laughs> for four hours straight without taking a breath. And we do not want to put you through that. I mean, if you do want us to put you through that, patreon maybe yeah maybe maybe <laughs> let us know in the group yeah because you don't want to give us that kind of permission i'm just gonna no, tell you, you right don't. now because we really literally don't we could do this right here for another three hours that's uh if you really want to know how we do this <sighs> ask us about our bigfoot theory yeah no we are not getting <laughs> don't you dare i see what you're doing no no i'm, I'm putting a hard stop Hard stop right here. (laughs) Brake pedal. (laughs) We're going to see you next week, folks. We are, where we discuss the horrible story of Marie Delphine LaLaurie. Yeah, yeah. Till then, have a great day. Have a wonderful week. Have a good week. And please, make good choices. Take care.